Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Listen, after several months of isolation, sadness, that's all, that's all done. We're done. The, the, the grand winter of summer, the offseason, finished. We're, we're after week one. We, we can safely say college football returned. Uh, and then with that, everything you've forgotten about, i.e. Uh, misery, sadness, shock, horror, and occasionally sparkling moments of joy up yeah. there. Har- Harvest came early this year. Guess what? It's nothing but beetles. The beetles got <laughs> into the crops. <laughs> bumper, a bumper crop of bull weevils for every cotton farmer oh, in college oh, football. All that, all that hard work you did in the planting season, just t- tending and caring to the soil, carefully planning out your plots of land, just beetles everywhere. Yeah. I uh, I don't think anyone coming out of this weekend, there's maybe like seven teams, maybe eight, that are really happy with what they saw. Everyone else, guess what? You failed the fitness test. LSU, okay? LSU you, got, you got a tractor full of fire ants. Great job. <laughs> I mean, all this talk about farming, and yet it was the Big Ten West that uh, surpassed all expectations. Yeah. So, man, we, a salute to America's farmers. That's really the theme of this weekend, I think. As we all predicted, the Big Ten West, most dominant division in college football. Most talented, uh, the highest paid coaches, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the, the dirtiest recruiting, um, the, most, the, the most lax academic standards, just the most desperate uh, uh, institutions for any and all, any and all football success, um, triumphing at last over the, the SEC West, which uh, not much talent. You know, not, not not a very talented region. Not much not much money and fan passion. The coaches aren't paid very well. Really, more of a basketball division. The Big Ten West is America's strategic cocaine reserve. 
People don't know that. Honestly, LSU just cares more about funding its many other scholarship sports. Yep. Um, football you, is just, just kind of there. You could have just stopped at funding, really, considering Louisiana. Wow. Oh. Wait, let's so, see. Have we Th- is that three we, minutes before Ryan made it dark? Have we considered yeah. that? Have we considered that Louisiana uh, paid the state of Louisiana paid LSU to take a dive, like put a bunch mm. of bets on Wisconsin, and was like, "All right, guys, this is the only way we're going to save the school system." Anyway, since we've already turned and made it dark, I thought we would just roll through with with everything that I don't think we've learned anything because we're really not pro learning on this no. podcast. No, we're, we're sort of just more about standing back in awe, marveling at all of the anomalous behavior that we can see out of week one. Hey, let me just point this out. Remember how we wanted the SEC to start playing real games? Oh, in the season? Yeah. <laughs> Never listen hey. to us. Hey, I think I'm going to take up kite surfing. Isn't that really dangerous, SEC? No, I got this, bro. Listen, listen, listen. They can't even beat themselves. Vandy lost to Will Muschamp. Listen, you say that, but Mississippi State was like, I'm just going to stay home, have a quiet cup of South Alabama. Oh, God. Oh, it's everywhere. Oh, just going to do a little Zumba. (laughs) How can you injure yourself doing Zumba? Home Zumba. Oh, oh, McGroin. McGroin. Mississippi State fans, if they tried Zumba, it would it, it would not be uh, uh, very rhythmic, so to speak. <laughs> or you know, even if it were, probably be a little bit of it moving. That's Mississippi. How, that's one how, of our it's one of our fattest states. That's how Stingray is going to capitalize on his YouTube fame. Just workout tapes. Okay. Yeah. This <laughs> this is how we start the Mule Strong movement. Mule Strong. <laughs> you ain't cut, but you keep going. Yeah, Mississippi State, of course, is the program that suspended its five-star for one game, tried to get uh, get away with a chicken-shit punishment for uh, for its most talented player. Hey, what and game, then it what lost game, that what game, game. What game was that? Yeah, what it game was, was that a one-game punishment for its cupcake game, and then you lost to that pastry. Cupcake had razor blades in it. A lot of people saw that, and the word they used was karma, which is ah, not really a thing, but if it were... This is probably what it would look like. Yeah. I don't I don't think the kicker had anything to do with that particular administrative decision, but boy, did he Woo. help them lose that game. Losing hey, losing the cupcakes a Mississippi tradition in a lot of ways. <laughs> when your when your school hashtag is clang out, which by the way, I feel like shut down full back the uh the short lived YouTube program that no one remembers. I think we invented Clanga. Like I, I'm I pretty, never, pretty sure I never saw that until we we started doing that, and now like the school tweets it and everything. Anyway, Clang a lost to the sound Clang. Mm-hmm. That was that was something. Yeah, Clang. It can mean a, it can mean a lot of different things. Ask not for whom the goalpost tolls. <laughs> Clangs. <laughs> I didn't even think about that watching it. I was just so aghast. Um, you know, what can I say? South Alabama's a really good football team. I'll say the same thing whenever you're like, wow. It's, it's got the word Alabama in it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's half the, you pa- lost that's half the power right there. No shame in losing to Alabama. You took Alabama to the wire. Also, one kicker had long hair and the other didn't. Guess which one hit the uh, upper right? The one without the long hair. <laughs> it's a good weekend for kickers, man. Penn State's 270-pound Massive refrigerator of a kicker got a glory shot in in his game. Just flattened some poor Mac kicker turner Wisconsin, who he outweighed by seventy pounds. Wisconsin's <laughs> kicker. 
was had a nice day as well. Didn't dance as much as I would have preferred, but nearly as husky. Also, nearly. It was a, he slimmed down a little bit. He's about two forty now, um, but still has the power to uh, to go three for three against LSU yeah. in a in a he's, game where those were precious points. He's, yeah, he's, you needed those. He slimmed down in that way that suggests that he's cut out one and only one specific thing, or he's like, yeah, I just don't eat ice cream anymore. But yeah, everything, fe- everything fe- else is on the table. <laughs> I cut out I, the Fago. I think he slimmed down in that, oh, I'm drinking Diet Coke, so right. sure, I'll have another plate. Right. Kind of way. You, you can do that when you're, like, 20. When you're like, man, I'm a little fat. I should, 20. <laughs> I, should, I should cut down on one thing one and get thing. fit. And I'll lose 20 pounds. I mean, that same thing's true when you get older. It's just food. You're like, yeah, I cut down on food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when you're 20, it's like, oh, I think I'll cut down on second pizza. <laughs> You know, and and once you're once you're the age of people like Spencer and myself, it's I think I'm gonna cut down on dinner. Life's gone. Just There's no dinner less anymore. life. It's like I I, re- I treat myself to dinner once a week. <laughs> uh, you mean you mean like a like a big dinner? What's no. Your, what's your cheat meal dinner? Uh, yeah. I have a salad on Wednesdays. Speaking of starvation, <laughs> I want to go through everything that the SEC managed to excrete out in the form of football this weekend okay now the most excusable one to me is tennessee only beating app state by seven points because one congratulations tennessee you won a close game with mike DeBoer's offensive coordinator and butch jones's head coach great job you would have lost this game a year ago also app state actually they're a really good football team they are i'm not even joking this is like not me joking at all uh south carolina played vanderbilt go 11 and one so yeah yeah we did actually like that's their good on track. Yes. On track. South Carolina Vandy. This was a kind of an atrocity. As you know, we start this sport by watching South Carolina play football, mostly as a warning. After getting really excited, it's good to dial back expectations. And dialing back expectations is watching two SEC teams struggle to score 23 points combined in a game. 13-10, going to be the score for every South Carolina game. They're just going to be one or the other. Right now, South Carolina... By far the best SEC East team. That's wow. That's not true. That's not true. Check the standings, oh, Ryan. It's not true. Listen, I, I don't like Georgia, but that's not true. Take a we'll look at the over. standings. All right, we'll skip over Alabama. If you want to, if you want to give, if you want to give South Carolina top two in the East, I'll give you that. But oh, even God. even I cannot put them over Georgia right now. I don't know. Uh, I, right. I'm going to put them, I'm going to put them over Georgia because tied. I really don't. Can we, can All right, tied. Let's let's compromise and say South Carolina is as good as Georgia. Well, okay. let's see. Let's see. Let's remember that if Georgia gets a big win to open the season, they have to lose to South Carolina. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah. I think I think that, that breaks loss, the tie. That makes this loss more palatable. Okay. 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 We'll go ahead and bump Georgia up then. No dogs. Speaking of, speaking of Georgia, Georgia beats North Carolina 33-24. Kind of a weird game. Mark, I mean. Nick Chubb mm-hmm. is the reason they won. That's mm-hmm. good. They're real smart. They're just going to run him a lot. But nothing on Georgia really inspires me a whole lot, particularly a quarterback. Yeah, they um, kept switching quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It started Grayson Lambert, and I like this. At like Right at kickoff, Spencer tweeted, you know, so let's start the timer for when Lambert loses his job. <laughs> and, uh, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be under an hour. It was 50 minutes exactly. <laughs> when. Yep. when when the freshman Eason uh, took over for Lambert, and then they kept switching them, 
And then with four minutes to go, everyone says, okay, Eason's the future. He made a 51-yard pass that somebody pointed out would have been longer than any of George's completions of all of last season. (laughs) And uh, then they benched him and put in Lambert. Luckily, uh, cooler heads prevailed, and Lambert's only job was handing it off to Nick Chubb for the winning touchdown. But... Or the or the uh, you know the the icing touchdown, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, eh, I don't know, man. If if you know, Lord help us if Nick Chubb, of us being the state, if if Chubb gets hurt again, because it's going to be, you know, tensions are going to be high around here. Um, I do love I, I do love by the way that they're running in this toss play with Georgia. If you watched, they run a toss play, and the toss play is one of my favorite things to watch in football because. It's never very apparent whether you have it blocked properly as a defense until it's far too late. So it's this great game of peekaboo where you go, wow, a lot of guys running. Looks like North Carolina. No, they don't have it. They don't like just <laughs> like 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 it's like solid wall of people, solid wall of people. Yeah, they sure are moving. Sure are moving. Most encouraging thing for Georgia offensive line looked great. They did defense. You got some holes. Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky looked terrible for North Carolina. Just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think you're like, this is a double-edged sword because I thought, wow, if Georgia faces a competent QB, they're, they're probably going to give up some points and some yards. And then I thought, well, they're in the SEC East, so probably no worries. Helped. Just fast the sea Lord, of nothing. That's the, the answer nice. there. Yeah. Speaking of this, we'll keep going. Florida. Uh, a dominating 24-7 win over Massachusetts. Uh, we mm-hmm. can't get out of our way on the offensive line. It's bad. This um, It felt like it was 10-7 for about four days. This game <laughs> was... This is one of those games where it's just on the scoreboard so long that it feels like, do I need to refresh my screen? What's going on here? ESPN, the app's above? broken. Hey, hey, you got a, you got a floater. Like, like, do we need to actually like scrape this thing? Good God, it's still 10-7? Like, yeah. it's going to burn a hole in my screen. It's going to be, you know, like when you leave the Nintendo on when you're eight years old and they say, oh, you're going to you're going to freeze the TV forever. Oh. And you're like, well, it's my high yep. scores. I want it up there. But no, this is not a high score. This is 10. Hey, for the season, yeah, what, what, for the season, it's a high score. Sure. Sure. By the way, that 24, you go, oh, man, that's three TDs and a field goal. Nope. No, There's a two point conversion in there. No, Start not. working backwards. Good news is, Florida, we got a kicker. Mm, also, two two good solid personal fouls, yeah. uh, at least two, maybe three if you count the face mask. Yeah, this is Florida on brand. Back. Florida. Florida back, Florida back. Look like a must champ team. I'm gonna go slip my wrist right after we record this. <laughs> I'm professional and not during the podcast. Additionally, here's what else the SEC managed to trot out there, and it gets worse. There's the aforementioned South Alabama beating Mississippi State 21-20 in a more appropriately named than ever Starkville, <laughs> <laughs> Bleakville. <laughs> Mizzou, oh, man, Mizzou yeah, got the elevener. Mizzou I'm did it. Gonna, I'm and, not even gonna hate on it. They did it. Yeah, like uh, eleven points for Mizzou. I ain't really even mad at that. Okay, no. good job, Mizzou. <laughs> that's better. Last year that would have been ten. We'd give you a half century. That's You're gonna be ten, putting up huge numbers that's offensively. Ten percent improvement. That's uh, if that's a stock, man. You're buying. Exactly. You gotta think more like an MBA and less like a football coach. I'm demonstrating value and growth, Mizzou. West Virginia beats them, by the way, just in case you wonder what conference didn't beat the SEC yesterday. I'm <laughs> Pac-12. By, by the way, uh, when when West Virginia went to the Big 12, which school were they replacing? Hmm. It would have been Mizzou. Uh, so okay. That's okay. right. So, yeah. Yeah. so good job, SEC. You definitely picked the right school. Sweet. 
Addition, we can keep rolling through this. This like Arkansas cold. barely surviving Louisiana Tech, but honestly, that's like what one of the five best results for the SEC this weekend. I think the last best that September last? game in in Arkan in Belama, Arkansas history. <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that go last year? By the way, fair, real fair. What do we think about the A and UCLA game? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's got it. A- a and M's got a defense, um, defense, except for the last three minutes. They they have a decent like Trevor Knight looks serviceable at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fine. I mean it. It's the kind of it's definitely the kind of win that I think I wouldn't be surprised if we look back on it at the end of the season and be like, well, yeah, UCLA went seven and five. Who gives a shit? Yeah, the, yeah, that's a good point. This is probably the most. Well, that didn't matter. Right. Big big win of the season. I mean, but, A&M, but, beat, I mean A&M beat number 15 Arizona State to start the year last year. And how much did that real. mean? How much did that mean in December? You're making that A&M, up. No, no that's and some remember real we shit. All, and remember we all said, wow, man, with Miles Garrett and everybody, that, that defense is mean. This is exactly what everybody's saying against another Pac-12 team. And the Pac-12 might have been the only conference that looked worse than the SEC yesterday in terms of overall uh, camera-ready presentation. Because they had a terrible night, and we're totally willing to talk about that, too. I just wanted to make sure that as, you know, about SEC homers, stewards. we immediately self, self-debased here before we even started. It was, um, this is bad, y'all. This um, is real yeah, I, bad. I, can, I can join in on that. Kansas State lost, so. We, yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with y'all. Do we qualify Auburn losing to Clemson as bad or just weird? I think I'm going to go bad here because mm-hmm. the defense, we thought the defense would be good. Holding Clemson to 19 points is probably a little better than expected. But when you sign up for the Gus Malzahn experience, you are not signing up for 19-13. Well, especially because Auburn had three turnovers in this game and every one of them took place inside Clemson's 40-yard line. Like they, they, oh. there, there is definitely an element of... Auburn had a lot of chances to win this game and fuck them up because the offense didn't know what the hell it was doing. Oh, Dabo tried as hard as he could to keep <laughs> Auburn in this game. Down to the final minute, in case anyone missed this, Dabo had a chance to... There were like four different ways to put the game away. The decision was, let's run out of bounds. Like, Yeah, yeah. The decision... On, the decision. On, four, on fourth and four, up six... <laughs> First yeah. down, first down eff- effectively ends the game. They're in field goal range, so that more or less ends the game because it'll put it out of reach. And and uh, what was his reasoning, Jason? For not I've uh, seen crazy, I've seen crazy was, things happen. That was it. I've he seen was crazy afraid of having a kick blocked and run back, not just blocked and right. run back. Which, to be fair, when you're playing Auburn, you yeah, sure, okay. you gotta watch out for you know. The devil. Madness might strike, but can I can uh, I give you the number? Can I give you the number? The substantial number that illustrates everything we're talking about in terms of a Gus Malzahn offense not being able to move the ball because this is a run first offense. Yeah, here we go. They ran the ball forty one times. They had eighty seven total yards rushing. That's two point one yards per carry. Two point one. Three different three different people lined up at quarterback in this game for Auburn. Mm hmm. Jesus, I mean. I think that that part is like, you know, the the long term concern with Auburn is what is exactly is the plan at quarterback, um, basically since oh I don't know two thousand eight or two thousand nine or so, and even during this game it's kind of a microcosm of that because there's even there's not even a plan on who's the quarterback from drive to drive. It, it, I mean it was even worse than Georgia as far as 
what's what are we going for here? What's the idea? No one knows. Yeah, it's um, it's super bad right now there, and this is not. You look at a lot of these situations, and you go, uh, they all have the same thing in common: either replacing a quarterback, or inability to recruit a quarterback, or develop a quarterback, or even recognize what one is by touch, smell, taste feel right like an animal picking up something that it's not quite sure whether it's food or not that's the sec right now there's a lot of things that they have in common uh, across all of these teams struggling and the one where i look at it and go man they're never gonna figure this out and it'll really hurt them like lsu they're never gonna realize what a quarterback is as long as les miles is coach that's just and as long as cam cameron's offensive coordinator nope not till Jimbo comes back as OC. <laughs> I sincerely hope that at the end of this season, LSU keeps less miles, fires Cam Cameron, hires Jimbo as OC, and pays him $2 million more a year than, than less miles makes. Remember, when you, when you fire less... $35 million coaching staff. <laughs> when you fire, when you fire less... God damn it. When you fire less miles, you fire three people in the state of Louisiana. That's the governor, the head coach of the football team, and acting CEO of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. I said it on Twitter earlier. I think LSU's whole goal for the rest of the season should be to beat one SEC West team so badly that that team has to fire their coach immediately thereafter. Which team is that going to be? Um, I went back and forth. Auburn's a good candidate. Mississippi State's a good candidate. Although... Uh, I later backtracked thanks to discussion with somebody else and said it won't be the SEC West. It'll be Oklahoma in a bowl game. They just fire Stoops. Oh, God. Spe- after, hey. Well, after he loses the interim coach Cam Cameron. <laughs> hey, Ryan, yeah. uh, you, you, you had two things you wanted to discuss. I want to reverse your order. Why don't, why don't we discuss a, a Stoops? A pair of them. I mean, this Oklahoma game... Oklahoma had two running backs in this game who each averaged at least five yards a carry. The problem, how many carries did Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan get? Six apiece. Six. Yeah. On first down, Oklahoma actually did a really good job holding Houston. And, And Houston, it felt like all game Houston was in second and nine, third and eight, third and 12, whatever. And then they just get 20 yards easy. They had so many big plays in this game where they just, Greg Ward would find somebody obscenely open down the middle, along the sideline, run for run for a long distance, either him or Duke Catalan. And it was, uh, they just missed tackles. They were out of position. Like, this defense does, doesn't look good. It doesn't look disciplined, and it doesn't look... Uh, it doesn't look like it can do enough to beat you for three straight downs. And that yeah, sucks. Let me put you, let me put this all in context. One, that this is a problem that Mike Stoops, former players have mentioned with his defense on Twitter from the NFL, where they are now yeah, playing public. That's happened on several occasions during games, during games, <laughs> Gerald McCoy, Gerald McCoy, a defensive tackle in the NFL. Who played for Oklahoma? Crying Jordan himself holding a trophy when he played for <laughs> Oklahoma. That happened yesterday. So if you want to know if there's an internal crisis of confidence with the people who came through the program, yeah, it's it's, it's there. 
it might not be the majority opinion yet, but it's totally there, too, that Houston quarterback, Greg Ward Jr., not real great on first and second down, but you really don't have to be if you're 9 of 11 on third down, Jesus. which he was. He was 9 for 11 for 147 yards <laughs> on third down. Why don't we That's make the whole plane out of third down? <laughs> I mean, That's not to a power five quarterback. I know that he's really, really good. But if I just black boxed it for you and said, hey, a non-power five quarterback went nine for 11 for 147 on third down against you, you're dead. I, I kind of wish that Houston in the fourth quarter had started taking knee, like early in the fourth quarter, had taken knees on first and second just because they wanted to <laughs> face Oklahoma on third and long. <laughs> and, and and note that we have said we have gotten all this way through this game and we haven't even mentioned the fact that Bob Stoops repeated every mistake from the kick six all of them the timeout the complete failure to account for somebody standing in the end zone ready to run back the kick the response that well you know he can usually make it from that distance which has nothing to do with the fact that you didn't actually tell you like when you see that ball up in the air the, the Oklahoma players on the field goal unit are just standing around like they're waiting for their number to be called. Like, nobody Th that, nobody cares or is even aware that a runback might happen. There is also this, that Tom Herman admitted that Houston wasn't ready. Yeah. The timeout gave Houston all the time they needed to prepare for a situation that they were visibly unprepared for. So it wasn't even like, Stoops not only didn't have everyone ready on the field, that the staff didn't have everyone ready on the field, they didn't recognize that the other team, they didn't recognize the advantage they had, right? Yeah. Which that's what coaches do. When you wonder what coaches do in a game situation, they're recognizing things like that, and they fail to recognize that. And this doesn't mean, by the way, that Oklahoma won't have its usual stellar season. It's just when Oklahoma falls apart, it tends to look like this. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, do, I do like that we get to talk about, in seriousness, I like that we get to talk about Houston as a potential playoff crasher for, for yes. a good while because of this. That's, that is truly uh, interesting and exciting to me. So I will thank you for that, Oklahoma. I was impressed by how much more grown Houston looks than last year. Houston was really good last year, but... This is a big motherfucking team. Ed Oliver, the true freshman down, like tearing apart Oklahoma's offensive line. Mm, I mean, that was a, that, that's this team absurd. could hang with anybody but Bama. I would, you know, I would, that's not really a bold take. They just beat number three. But I mean, if you're Houston, you should not be afraid of anybody on this schedule. You know, and that, that there's, you know, no sort of guarantee to win 11 or 12 games, but. I did not see a single thing to worry about as far as Houston goes. And if we keep and if we keep Greg Ward upright, yeah. that's it. Keep Greg you Ward. Probably want to do that. Keep him upright. That would be good because he's a huge part of this. Passed for 321 yards yesterday, and only had one yard rushing. Uh, but if you watched a lot of what he did on third down and a lot of what he did to keep drives alive came via his feet and extending the play. So, yeah, yeah Houston, you're awesome, and we don't just like you because Tom Herman had two coaches fight each other in the Oklahoma drill wearing bunny suits. Nope, you're, you're actually good. Also, the um, now we get a month or so, maybe a year, who knows, it's the Big 12 subplot of the Big 12 trying to like find reasons not to add Houston. <laughs> Which, if they come out and they're like, yeah, oh, we're adding Cincinnati and Colorado State. 
you know, then it's like you 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 scared, ain't you? Huh? Should just come out scared. and be like, we're 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 afraid of losing to them all the time. I think what it you do suck. is you hang from the rafters at Houston Stadium, Houston Texan Stadium, like a, a Money in the Bank contract, and just do a ladder match <laughs> after the game. Tom Herman versus Bob Stoops. Herman would whoop Stoops' ass in a ladder match. First of all, ladder I think if it's, street, if it's street fight, you go Stoops. If it's a ladder match, I got Tom Herman all day. Um, he scrambles up there, gets the Big 12 contract, signs it, boom. Now they play Texas next well, hell, week. Hell, look at that. Ed Orgeron out of nowhere into the Big 12 without a team. But it oh, counts. Shit. Well, if, if, I think that's a, that's a hardcore match. That's a no-hardcore <laughs> match. He every, comes every, out with, yeah. with a trash can full of kendo sticks. Yeah, he's not, he, ain't, he ain't playing it without the kendo sticks. Okay, you got to have some accessories, and you got to have the cage if you want Eddie O in the ring. Well, while we're discussing Stoops having bad days, going back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mm. Oh, God. Mm. I don't even want to spend this long on this because we're in year four. Year four is when you're past year three. Year three is when you expect the magic to happen. I've got everyone in the program that I recruited. I've got full a full depth chart. I've understood the challenges that meet me in this particular job and have managed the administration, and I'm going to produce something between eight and 11 wins to validate everything. And then there's Mark Stoops at Kentucky who has been turning the corner, turning this corner. Sure, it's a long corner. It's, it's a, a wide long, corner. Yeah, it's very yeah. round. Y'all remember when he first got there? They had that like top thirty recruiting class, and everyone lost their minds. Um, and they packed out the spring game, like fifty-five thousand people there. Tim Couch is back, co-signing on the offense. Like, oh yeah, this is the air raid stuff you like. It's the same stuff. Like, I, I was at that game, and I was like, holy shit, people! Like, look at all these people caring about UK football, and uh, I mean, that feels like a lifetime ago, man. <laughs> That, because it because it was a lifetime ago. If you keep turning a corner, by the way, and you've gone more than you know 180 degrees, that's because you're either in a spiral going up or a spiral going down. And guess what? Uh, you, Kentucky, Kentucky taken, breaks are out. You know, taking three lefts. You know, Kentucky. I mean, you know what yeah. Kentucky football is? It's the segue. Like everybody got super excited and was like, "Guys, something's coming out. It's going to change the game. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen." Way too hyped. Then. Didn't do so much. Stuck around. Stuck around. Like maybe mall cops will use it. Hopefully, we can use it on tours of Washington D.C. And then the founder, Mark Stoops, fell off a cliff and died. Did that happen? Did the Segway founder fall off a cliff and die? I'm pretty sure that's true. One of them. One of one of the people. One of the people involved in the invention, the Segway, died on a Segway. Died on a Segway. Died doing what he loved. Well, in case anyone doesn't know, he's not doing game, what he loved, falling down a ravine, falling, falling off cliffs. <laughs> Go cats! Go cats. <laughs> that was cute. Kentucky lost to a Conference USA team, a good Conference USA team, uh, at home after giving up 34 unanswered to an offensive coordinator that it fired. Um, which, I got one, like, I got speaking one. of falling off a ravine, every phrase <laughs> yeah. of that just feels like hitting another rock on the way down. That's, how much worse can it get? Ow. Sound of wolves. Sound of wolves growling in the background. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the end of gravity, right? Like, oh man, that won't be on fire. Yeah, it's on fire. Yeah, it's on fire. Ah, George Clooney. He's be- oh nope, oh, nope. No, sorry. No, no, no. Is that flooding? She she made it, but now she's gonna drown. Okay, yeah, that's happening. Okay, okay cool. so she landed in like a, a, a jungle uh, in the middle of I don't know Malaysia or something, and uh, there's no humanity anywhere. Good job. I have- I have this for you from that game. Oh, and it is a stat that I'm going to let sizzle on your brain for a second, okay? 
number of plays that they ran in the second half. Oh. Kentucky, remember, was up 35. At the half, they were up 35-17. At one point, they were up 35-10. They had over 350 yards of offense in the first half, I believe. Yeah, they were they were good. They go were ahead. rolling. Let's go ahead. Drop that second half knowledge. They ran 12 plays in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was 14. 14 plays. They ran 14 plays it, in the second half. That's, that's half a Georgia Tech drive. <laughs> yep. 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 They they ran fourteen plays in the second half. Is there a running clock? Nope. 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 No running clock. Were they, they on the planet with all the gravity where the time moves really fast? Hey man, at least at least in position meetings, that's gonna be easy tape. <laughs> <laughs> all right, show over. You, that, all that's, right. That's... I'm just gonna say minus fourteen times in a row and then we're good. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what they did. They to in year four against an offensive coordinator that they fired the year before. So in case you get lost in the Lane Kiffin drops the hammer on his former employer storyline, there's a way way meaner, nastier one, right? Like oh, man. this is this is this is your war story where you go, well, there's the big front in World War Two, and they're like, yeah, but let me tell you about this sick shit that happened in Burma. Right, wait until Friday night when Mac Brown gets to talk about both these things. See, this is why I always say you never fire a coaches because they'll come back and they'll they'll put fifty two points on you or they'll beat you in the Conference America at home. It's hard being a haint with hair this good, but I pull it off. <laughs> that and the kindliest ghost that visits you, Mac Brown. <laughs> Southern Mississippi also has a wide receiver named Alan Zay Staggers. Maybe the greatest. Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he staggered to the defense for 46 yards of receiving. So, well well done, Mr. Staggers. It's a sentence, and he's a wide receiver. Chase, I like, oh, oh, I, I I just gonna, to, go ahead. I was just going to say, I like that uh, our SEC sadness breakdown did not include Kentucky. They were, they were, they were a solo uh, segment later. Mm-hmm. No, man, we, this is the series we put on Netflix, right? We got the of, movies, but... This is the web exclusive. This is the web exclusive. The digital skit. The 30 for 30. What if I told you that a team only ran 14 plays and a half? The Lonely Island presents Kentucky football. (laughs) It's a dick joke. So I was going to say re-LSU, which uh, as longtime listeners of this program know... I'm laughing uh, sincerely. It was my national championship pick. Um, I am a, a professional college football media member. It is a good mm-hmm. thing I'm not paid for my opinions. Not that really anyone is these days because you can say anything and make millions of dollars um, until you end up on FS1. But I picked LSU to win the national championship, and I've maintained for years that the Big Ten West is the worst Power 5 division. LSU... Lost to the Big Ten West. One fell I, yeah. <laughs> I am wrong uh, officially about everything. So, uh, well, other than, you know, like, ah, I picked Northern Iowa to beat Iowa State. So, yeah, rely on me on only the mean- most meaningless possible games. Um, and if I have any anything to say about anything important, just, 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 just ignore it. Who are the people who listen to us for predictions? I sincerely want to meet them tell them about our respective personal lives 
and explain like this is why you shouldn't do that. I, I it, well, it feels like on Twitter we get a lot of credit for everything we get right. Like it's awesome that people are rooting for us to be right. Um, and like hey, I, they're, they're no, kind of like no supportive joy. parents, you know? Like right. they're like parents who like find the good stuff, which is nice. We appreciate that. Hey, you man, know, like your, your report card doesn't have any ketchup on it this quarter. Great job. <laughs> exactly. Let me give you. Uh, allow me to give you my favorite, most delightful, delicious tidbit from the LSU Wisconsin score. It is that in Wake Up College Football, the online show which you should watch at 10 a.m. on Sundays featuring Dan Rubenstein and Ryan Nanny on SB Nation, available on a number of platforms. They pointed out that LSU scored 13 points, one fewer than Boston College. Now, this is incorrect. Now, the genius behind this, and way to go, Ryan, is that if an LSU fan beholds this, then what do they have to do? They have to issue the saddest correction on the planet, which is, no, no, we didn't score 13 points. We scored 14. We were not outscored by Boston College. We were equiscored. <laughs> um, actually, our offense is as good as Boston College's. <laughs> I say this because on Twitter, Lee Carr, at B underscore Lee underscore Carr, said, LSU had 14 points. It's pathetic yet, but scores aren't secrets. So that last bit is also pretty bad. I don't actually know what you're saying here, sir, but I'm glad you did. Because you fell into the accidental tiger trap. Jason brought up Northern Iowa beating Iowa State. And man, it was it was a really nice week to be an FCS team. Like a really, really nice week. It started early with Albany beating Buffalo. Uh, that went mostly unnoticed because it's Buffalo. But hey, that's cool. Uh, South Dakota State very nearly pulled the upset on TCU. TCU had to pull away in the fourth quarter, basically, to prevent that. But in the process, um, yeah, TCU gave up 333 yards of passing on 30 attempts. What the fuck happened there? I don't, I honestly, I watched none of this game. I could not tell you anything meaningful about it. Um, This was one where you kept saying, like, somebody keep an eye on this, and it just kind of never happened. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we didn't believe it would happen, but yeah, go on. We have to choose which is the more painful FCS loss. You have Richmond beating Virginia in mm-hmm. Bronco Mendenhall's first game by 17 points. Oh, it never in, and by the way, never in doubt. I believe at one point they were <laughs> up, at one point Richmond was up 30 to 7 and doing whatever they wanted. They Richmond shut, was in control. Um, Richmond, this was a matter of the Spiders actually pulling up against UVA. Virginia on third down in this game, 2 of 10. <laughs> Richmond popped the trunk. Virgi- mm-hmm. Virginia, 2 of 10. Richmond, 10 of 17. Yeah. Also, um, let's recall um, Richmond is the school that they hired Mike London away from. So, <laughs> <laughs> you so, hired the coach, fired him, and then Spiders Revenge. Yeah. Uh, Virginia had four turnovers to Richmond, zero in this game. It's going to be a long, long season for UVA. Very. I am, uh, I am looking forward to it for all the wrong reasons. They play Oregon, I think, either next week or the week after. Um, well, they'll score some points, at least. Yeah, that's a fair point. Go Brady Hoke. Uh, but then your other option for saddest FCS struggle fest. Oh. Wazoo. Losing to... I, no, I, 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 I will... We have a theory on this. Okay. 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 It, I, I'm, I'm curious how this theory accounts for the fact that 
Eastern Washington had 606 yards of offense. Please go on. Because they played Washington State. Ah, touche. They're real good. They're real good. They are real they got good. A, they got a red field. They got FCS players you've actually heard of. Okay. So the, in, the Inferno. One night in hell. I mean, yeah, based on recent precedent, this means Washington State's going nine and four. So <laughs> exactly, that's the theory: is that in order to properly begin the season, Wazoo's got to go out there and just you know take a bat to the head from an FCS team, a pretty good one. Eastern Washington, when you look at the way that program's performed over the last couple of years, they're they're a great team. They're better than Port. They were better than Portland State was when Wazoo lost to them last yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. They're making progress here. There were uh, yeah. There were a combined. So you got a combined eighty-seven points, eleven hundred yards of offense, and twenty-four penalties. You know, look at it this way: Luke Falk still alive. That's oh, a big sure. step here. Yeah. Still intact. Cooper Cup, future, future that guy. Like future he's weird. New England Patriot? Oh, undoubtedly. We got a guy who's just going to be tearing people up in the slot and selling jerseys all across the white enclaves of New England. <laughs> That's They're a good team. This is actually a more respectable FCS loss to start it. So book those Rose Bowl tickets, Washington State. The sucker's <laughs> happening. And lest you say, oh, man, this is, this is dismal for the Pac-12 and for Washington State. Okay, I want you to look around. Who can't Washington State beat in the Pac-12 right now? Stanford? Yeah, uh, everyone else's game. <laughs> like, look, this is a coin toss team that can produce a lot of points. And do you expect them to be consistent? No, no, that's not what I'm asking you to do in this movie. I'm asking you to be erratic. I'm asking you to give up a lot of yards and score a lot of points. I'm asking you to lose to an FCS team and then win nine games. So this was all on plan for Washington State. College football didn't get a preseason, y'all, so just make that first <laughs> loss interesting. <laughs> Our preseason is like it goes all the way till conference play. So I, I mostly like yeah, the what? image of Washington State as the John Wick of the Pac-12. That's mm-hmm. just like, man, I just want to be left alone. And then some FCS team kills the dog, and it's like, well! <laughs> get it out of the way early. That's If I can give you one note of consolation, if you're a fan of a team like I don't know, Kentucky who blew a 25-point lead, then it's this. You got it out of the way. Yeah. You know what you are, and you're not good. That's great. You don't have to encounter the bitter reality later of, well, actually, that team wasn't really good. We actually have a serious problem with the offensive line. I'm a Florida fan. I know. We can't run the ball. Can't run the ball, and we got a quarterback who's probably not going to throw it further than, like, six yards downfield. You know you're going to have there. to watch the Florida-Kentucky game, right? Oh, yeah. that's What a treat that's going to be. What a delight. Besides Tennessee-Georgia, what is the best SEC East game of the year? 